Welcome to the Point After Show with Kyle Maurer, Marshall Heslaw, and Ian DeWitt. This is the show where the guys attempt to pick the winners of the weekly NFL games along with some healthy debate about current topics. Let's go. What up, guys? Hey, man. Oh, my gosh. Ian started it. How are we doing? Ian started it. Oh, my gosh. Is that a bad thing? No, you said that you were not going to start it <laughs> anymore last week. Well, not with like the... <laughs> and there it is. There it is. I wouldn't do that it. That doesn't count. Then I that doesn't it. count. <laughs> that was an example of what I wasn't going to do. Before we get started, um, you know, Mental Health Awareness Month, you know, is about to begin. How, how are you guys doing? <laughs> <laughs> Not sleeping <laughs> like ever anymore. Get over it, Kyle. How about you? I don't remember sleeping. I'm sure I did. I'm sure Six I did kids. when I was younger, but not anymore. Not okay. anymore, man. It's not good. It's sleep, not good. Sleep deprivation literally impacts everything. It does. I have to share a little story with you, Ian. I haven't shared it with you yet. Kyle's a full. He's a participant in this story. So we're hot tubbing at Kyle's house the other night. This is, by the way, the exact reason why I will never get drunk. Because I did this stone cold sober. You get out of the hot tub, and I'm like, dude, my back is really stiff. Would you just, like, step on it? Not, like, stomp it. Like, put your foot on it, you know, kind of put a little weight on it, see if my back cracks, right? Nothing harm. He turns to me and says, dude, I don't know if I want to do that. I could, like, break a rib. Whatever, Kyle, I'm 29. All right, I'm not 50. Just do it. He puts ah! his fo- <laughs> exactly. I now have a rib out of place on my left side. <laughs> no, you do not. I have to go to the chiropractor tomorrow. Kyle, how could you do that to him? Dude, I, I was pretty, this is pretty the tender. Text exchange. And he, I was, it was not working. The text exchange so, I have right. between Kyle and myself, he's like feeling really bad. I'm like, Kyle, you literally told me this is the one thing that could happen. And guess what? It happened. <laughs> so... I am so damn washed up. So, from there, I hope our listeners got a big kick out of that story. Just imaging, or imagining, imaging, um, imagining Kyle stepping on my back and me just going, ah, I can't read. What have you done? Questions of the day. We've got some would you rathers. By the way, this is kind of like what I do with students. So, when Kyle turns to me and says, questions of the day, I'm like, hell yeah. Let's go. Let's rip them off some quick ones, all right? Skittles or M&M's? Uh, Skittles. Although, I, I think peanut M&M's could maybe get the edge. Skittles. Remember, you get all of Skittles or all of M&M's. Okay, I'll go, I'll go Skittles. There's a lot, there's a bigger variety of Skittles out there. Tequila, vodka. Tequila. Neither. What was your dream job as a child? Zookeeper. Physical therapist for the outlines. Mine was to be <laughs> a comedian. I remember in a careers class in middle school, <laughs> I looked up the salary of most comedians, and the teacher's like, you sure you want to do this project in front of everybody? I was like, yep. It's the most embarrassing thing I've done. What? It's awful. Maybe. All right. Never being a comedian. All right. Would you rather eat the bugs that Simba, Timon, and Pumbaa ate in Lion King or the cheese that the rats ate in Ratatouille? Okay. First off, this is hilarious that you mentioned this. Because I just bugs saw, look amazing. Well, because I just saw a meme, and it's basically 
20 minutes after Simba just watches Mufasa, a pig and a little rodent make him dance and sing. That's <laughs> <laughs> well, like, oh, man. I'm going with the bugs. It looks very delightful. I'll but take the cheese. What, are they, what does it say? Like something yet satisfying? What? Juicy. I thought it was slurpy or something like Crunchy. Uh, uh, we'll look it up. It we'll say? look it up. We'll put a pen in it. Uh, would you rather have a jawbreaker from Ed, Ed, Nettie? Hope you guys watched Ed, Ed, and Eddie as a kid, by the way. I never did. Or would you rather have a candy bar from Willy Wonka? Jawbreaker yeah. was basically the size of their head in one side of their mouth. It was, mm. huge. It was amazing. Overcompensating much. Yeah, definitely the candy bar. Yeah, I'd take the Willy Wonka. I'm going Jawbreaker. Okay. Ha- would you rather have to walk the Fellowship of the Ring or watch an entire NFL game only narrated by DMX? What have to walk the fellowship? What are you of talking the about? I, I feel love DMX. like that's. Yeah, I feel like the what? F- <laughs> First down. I, Go on. I've actually wanted. is it? Oh. At New Zealand, you can you. go to New Zealand, and they actually have like the ability for you to walk the path that Frodo would have taken. Wow. I so, I would actively do that. Okay. Totally sign me up. I'd pay big money. Would for you that. rather become a Backstreet Boy member in their prime? Ooh. Or be the announcer for the NBA Pistons during their 2000 run with Ben Wallace, Chauncey Billups, and company. Boy band. That was their championship. Totally boy yeah. band. Yep, 2004. They were like right the bullies there. of the NBA in there. It was so much fun to watch them. Mm. That would be incredible, but totally. I'll, I'd be, I'd I'd be in love, the boy band. I won't do it on here because I'll break like the sound barrier on the mics, but let the record show I do have a pretty good intro to the uh, Detroit Pistons voice that in person listeners you only get to hear it in person because it will blow the speakers right here wow okay how do you like your steak medium uh well rare to medium rare just bringing it up because you guys owe me one next one uh would you rather well, how go do you back? like yours you'll you'll have to wait and see uh, you're, you're one of those well dones aren't you oh my gosh no would you rather go back to middle school or high school both with your current knowledge I don't know. They were the same for me. I was homeschooled. I don't care. I could go back to middle school with my current knowledge. It would still be shit. <laughs> still so, sucks. Because you'd have to have all those interactions with shit kids. Mm. Middle schoolers suck. I love middle school, but they suck. My current population sucks. I actually like middle school. It's just the sweet spot age where like they're cool and they're old enough to have some critical thinking. They're not fairly old, young. Where but not old enough where they're like, you're, you're a douchebag to right. everybody. They're still very responsive to like direction. Yeah, for sure. Final question. You own a magical bush right outside of your front house or out of your front door. It can grow anything from this magical bush. What would you like your bush to grow? Can we just, can we just, what would you like your bush to grow? Yeah, you get to choose. I know, but just that phrasing alone. (laughs) Are you saying you're more of a shower than a grower? (laughs) Nice. Nice. (laughs) Nice. Anything I want? Bailey's. I want bottles of Bailey's to grow from. $100 bills. Wow. Very original. Dude, because with that $100 bill, man. Go ahead. Buy some Bailey's. Yeah. I could buy buy you Bailey's. Um, I would love for it to just sprout. Have you guys gone to Polly's and seen the glass chocolate milk? 
Yes. Yeah. You I've pay a dollar and twenty five for the chocolate mm-hmm. or for the glass. You don't even pay for the milk inside yet. You're like, you owe me a dollar twenty five before you even open this. And then it's five bucks. I would like those. Just the glass jar. With the chocolate milk in it. What about it just squirts out the milk? Oh hell yeah. <laughs> hell yeah. <laughs> we call well, that for a- those of you that just heard that pause. Something happened oh. there. Oh. <laughs> and now we got to move it's on. It's a cow bush. Oh. <laughs> now we got, what would my cow bush grow? <laughs> it have to have just a bunch of udders, don't you think? <laughs> in, the fl- <laughs> in the flower you petals. Guys, <laughs> we got to move on. <laughs> oh, love it. Let's move on to our biggest news of the week. I'm going to kick us off, if that's all right with you guys. I, I kind of want to take an early preview of our Super Bowl. Later today, we're in our pod, we're going to... Uh, first of all, I'm attempting to challenge our podcast to get under an hour. I've had a lot of people tell me, I wish it was a little shorter, which I'm like, fuck you, turn it off after the 25 minutes you didn't listen to at the end. Just kidding, I would never say that to a listener. But, but later we're going to talk about the Super did. <sighs> Dang it. That was just you, Simon. Um, the rest of you, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl at the end, but I want to preview it a little bit. And uh, what a matchup we are going to have. I truly do see that this is the best team versus the best quarterback. Well, best quarterback and best tight end. I think the Eagles actually outmatched the Chiefs in every single position except for the quarterback and the tight end. Every position. They protected a hobbled Patrick Mahomes. That really, he had three plays outside of the pocket he had to make all night. The Chiefs started hot with sacks. And they ended strong with their defensive line making a presence in the fourth quarter. Not just limited at quarterback, but also limited with three wide receivers out during the game. (laughs) They were down to literally who was on the field at wide receiver. Otherwise, they're putting running backs in at wide receiver. I know that the 49ers... And Chiefs injuries are apples and oranges. Let me get out right ahead of it and say that. But, you know what they say about everything before, but it's bullshit. (laughs) The Chiefs played the equivalent of next man up. They played that type of football. It was inspiring to watch. I thoroughly enjoyed that. And I'm going to just say it. I'm so, it hasn't even been 24 hours yet. I'm already sick of these people complaining about the refs. I am already sick of it. I can't even listen to people talk about, like, one thing you want to trigger me is just saying NFL rigged. I think it's one of the stupidest things in the world. I think if you ever question that late hit call on Mahomes, he's five feet out of bounds as he's starting to get pushed. Shut the hell up. Like, I just think that that's lazy. I think that's stupid. And calls go everywhere. I know I can think of two very big calls that were in this game that did not go the Bengals' way. But if you want me to go through the tape, I'm sure I can find a couple that didn't work the way of the Bengals or that did work the way for the Bengals and not for the Chiefs. So I hate having a ref conversation. I know refs shouldn't decide a game. I know that's a very clear narrative. But I feel like you almost decide the game the other way if you don't make that call. At the end of the day, the Bengals had the ball with two minutes left. Totally. There was no better situation for them to be in. Totally. That, that, that is a tie game. A tie at game. a tie game, yeah. 
That is the exact scenario a team with Joe Burrow wants. They're down right. 10 and they points. And they couldn't do it. They they're, didn't do it. They're down 10 points in the first quarter. You tell me, I can tell Joe Burrow you have the ball within your 10 with two minutes left. He's taking it. I, I'm down 10 to Patrick Mahomes, a hobbled Patrick Mahomes, to which I will say Kyle last night said, and it's true, an injured Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. <laughs> And injured should have been out four more weeks, maybe. There was a couple plays you could tell it was like affecting Ooh. him. Mm. It has to be the the adrenaline must be just but earth shattering. I it was unbelievable that to finish that game he ran the ball for mm. like ten yards. The one time he needed to, it was like ten or fifteen yards. Totally. This is after forty six dropbacks, which is a lot in a normal game. That's a lot of dropbacks. I just thought it was like that insane. Had, that had that's a dude playing through what had to just I mean, kill. I meant what I said. He had three plays outside of the pocket that were like on the run. One was against his body where he stepped on his foot clearly the wrong way. Yeah. The other one he was sacked. Like three plays that were super critical, mobile, on the run. Which is honestly, I think, what might have thrown off the Bengals because he is such a playmaker outside of the pocket that the the rule is to contain him. And in this game, he contained himself. He yeah. stepped through pockets. He st- he would take runs for one yard instead of taking a sack because he knew he can't do the creative mobility I, things that he normally is doing. I wonder if, and I, I watched like an interview with him, and this was a little bit ago. So it wasn't this year, I don't think, but... He said Patrick Mahomes watched a lot of Tom Brady maneuvering through a pocket, and that helped him like understand how to have better pocket yeah. presence. Definitely two quarterbacks that have elite pocket presence. But that was my big takeaway. I mean, if I'm picking the game, that was the game of the weekend. And, and I'm going to allude to Ian right here talking about what was kind of like the wet fart of the weekend. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So let's just get into it. The NFC championship game was a complete bust, major bummer. And if you wanted to watch a good football game, I, I was so excited for that game. Cause I was like, Oh man, like two elite teams, two elite not, teams, not two elite quarterbacks. That this we have was all the time. This was supposed to be a match about the defense. The number one defense going up against like number two, number one offense. That was supposed to be the matchup. And then you had, like, all the Brock Purdy stuff going on in the background, of course. But that was supposed to be, like, the game where you had these big-time, really complete teams going at it. And instead, in the first, what, drive that the Niners had it? Was it the first or second drive? The second, yeah. Brock Purdy gets injured. And then they have to bring in their fourth-string quarterback, Josh Johnson. And everyone can say, well, you know, like if that team is as complete as we think it is, you know, they should have been able to do something with Josh Johnson. Um, The dude has been in the league for 15 years. He's been on 14 different teams. He's only had 14 different teams. How's that possible? He's been on, he's only started. He looked at Ryan Ryan Fitzpatrick and said, hold my beer. Uh, Yeah. He's only started five times. Nuts. And I think his last start was in, like, 2012. It's absurd. That's a riddle. Like, that's just so long ago. The dude was even in the XFL, the UFL, and the AAF. 
I don't even know what the AAF is. I think you're making something up just for a fun stat. <laughs> I looked this guy up because I was like, oh, I got to know who this guy really was. But it, it, Shanahan's great. I think that's very evident. But that, that was the straw that broke the camel's back when you went down to your fourth-string quarterback. And then, if it couldn't get even worse, the fourth-string quarterback gets concussed and you got to put back in Brock Purdy which we just found out today that he tore his UCL. And he's got to get surgery. Could not feel his hand in his arm. And you could tell. They didn't he threw the ball I think twice for more for like 2 yards. If that. Yeah, I think he had like a perfect I mean like you if you would say like he wouldn't have an incompletion and Purdy would start and finish the game, you would look at me and say they're going to smack the shit out of the Eagles. Yeah. I just it was Said he was like three for three for nine yards. I feel like it was a game that was done before it started. And I was just super sad because I just, you could feel the Niners' life draining from them when their quarterback went down. Yeah. And then they had this fourth stringer go in, and then he goes down. Do you think part of it was that it happened so early and we had to watch it for three hours? That's what made the sadness that much more. I mean, it wasn't yeah. like it wasn't like we watched. Imagine like the Bengals game, and like Burrow gets injured on his own four, and we only have to watch two minutes of, you know, who is it? AJ McCarron back there? Yeah, who's the backup? You know, it's not like I mean, we had to watch the entire game. We had to watch them fake Christian McCaffrey getting a quarterback helmet on, I know. fake looking at plays like he was going to be quarterback. It just was it, because it happened so early. I think is what makes this entire NFC championship game is so depressing to me is because it was it wasn't even a match at that point. I, I don't care you don't if you you can't win without a quarterback out there. And they, they legitimately didn't have one. All they really had was a whole bunch of running backs. And at that point you knew Brock wasn't gonna throw it. All they just had to load the box. And you knew every time Debo went in the backfield, it's gonna be a reverse. Right. Or a double reverse. If they knew or a triple reverse yeah, pass. And there's no way you can fix that. And everyone who was saying, well, well you got to get the Wildcat going. Yeah, because Shanahan's been planning the Wildcat just for this game. Mm-hmm. You don't have that in your pocket anymore at this point. It's just not there. Did they think about putting their running back at center? They probably thought about it. <laughs> I mean, at that point, at that <laughs> point. Give yourself something here. Come on. Delay? Delay anyway? Delay. Okay. You got to be ready with it. You there be it ready is. With that. Sorry, dude. But I know that. The way Purdy got injured and the way Jimmy got injured and the way Lance got injured, I don't think any of those injuries were flagged or roughing the passer or anything like that. But if you ever wondered why the roughing the passer rule exists, it's because of shit like this. Totally. Because they are trying to protect the quarterback because the last thing the NFL wants and you as a viewer is to watch that dog shit game that we had to watch for two and a half hours. I guess my big question, Ian, that wasn't called roughing the passer. Roughing the passer. It wasn't. So, I mean, that call, whether it's there or not, doesn't really matter because stuff like that is going to happen. Right, and I, and I know, but I'm saying, like, that's a reason why those You're rules were in put general. in place. Yeah, yeah. Just in yeah. general, they are trying to protect the quarterback more to increase the odds that stuff like this, what we just watched, doesn't happen because it's not entertaining. And that's kind of like the... Like, you're kind of reminded of, like, yeah, like, the rule sometimes isn't very good. 
and they don't always implement it well because they tap the helmet and that's a penalty. But Purdy gets like smashed in between three dudes and that's not right. So that's beyond the point. I just was really excited for this game and I just was left wanting more. And I feel bad for the Niners. I legitimately feel bad for that team because you got that far with a third, your third string quarterback, Mr. Irrelevant. I mean, that was a, you know, whether you like, whether Brock Purdy was as good as people were claiming to be, it doesn't matter. He was playing at least good enough to be competitive. And I just, that's a bummer that that's the way that their season ends. It's a bummer that we had to watch it. It's a bummer that I'm going to be left thinking, what if about that game? Like, what if Jimmy G was there? What if that was, he was able to go out there? What if Brock Purdy didn't get injured? Would this game have played out the same? I don't it, I don't think it would have because that defense was actually playing pretty well until there was a turnover and then the, you just, you're turning the ball. Did we all think at 7-7 seven to seven when McCaffrey scores, like, holy shit, this actually might be a game with a fourth string quarterback against the Eagles? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And then the Eagles are like, hold my beer. Let me go get four rushing touchdowns right down your throat. Yeah. Pretty much. Kyle, how about you? Biggest news I mean, of the week? Not a not to make a lengthy response, but I would I would say that I, I wasn't actually dis- disappointed in that game and I don't think it was that I don't think it was really trash. I actually kind of relish some of those games where there's a little bit of chaos. And and I do think that you know, forget your excuses. Like when when things get messy, I mean you just gotta you gotta just embrace the chaos and find something. Dig, do crazy stuff. Like, I'm that's like, one thing, but when there there's chaos where you're like, oh, our running back or our wide receiver, we're down to our last, but your quarterback's still out there. Like it's very different when your quarterback number one goes down, and then your quarterback number two goes down, and then your quarterback number three goes down, and then your quarterback number four goes down. That's more than just chaos. You can't you can't win without a quarterback. You can't. Yeah, so, yeah. but so would you? <laughs> it's hard. It's hard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's hard. To, Kyle's about to give us an argument. I'd say it's hard to do, but just try anyway. Just, I mean, oh, of course you, they're you gonna already, try when you already know that the game. You, you probably can't win this game. Statistically speaking, some of those drives they could have just punted on first down and done better than what they did. <laughs> yeah, you're not gonna I hear just, that anywhere no, else. But at the the argument after. that this was like. A decent game on any level. I, I'm not gonna buy it. I, that's a that's a hot take. I'll give you that. Okay. It's not a good take though. Oh come on. Speaking come on. of takes, let's hear your biggest news, Kyle. Uh, I was heard. I heard that uh, 49ers defensive coordinator Demico Ryan's uh, very uh, very uh, <laughs> <laughs> what. He's a great defensive coordinator. He's done really well. He took the... Shut up! <laughs> Let him talk. You're so stupid. <laughs> okay, well, okay. Okay. Uh, he's a great defensive coordinator and a very handsome man and uh, has been uh, the top prospect for another head coaching position. Wait, why are we just... Throw- he's very handsome. That well, just like I- really just got thrown in there. <laughs> no, I mean, you, you might want him to... You might want him to be leading your franchise. So, uh, you know, all the all the teams, you know, half dozen teams or so need a new head coach. I gotta look at what this guy looks like now. Been talking to uh, D'Amico. Uh, it sounds like he's gonna go back to Houston where he was actually a player. Uh, he was a linebacker, if I remember him right. Him and Brian Cushing's. 
Yeah. On the uh, same team. For the Texans. So, uh, but he actually was one of uh, three people who passed on the Broncos job first, which this is all you need to know about the state of the Denver Broncos franchise right now. They are, under new ownership, by far the wealthiest, by far, far, far the wealthiest ownership in the National Football League. The owners of the Broncos are worth more than twice the next richest owner. They can afford anything. And there is no salary cap for coaches. They could pay anything you ask for. There's no place you could go and get a bigger payday than Denver Broncos. And the three top coaching prospects this offseason have all already passed, like officially passed on the Denver Broncos. They haven't even said, like, we'll see and take more interviews. They've officially said no. For reference, who are they? Just so everyone knows. Sean Payton, Jim Harbaugh, and D'Amico Ryan. Right. Give that uh, headline you had seen earlier this week about D'Amico Ryan, uh, Ian. What was the... Oh, yeah. Where was it? D'Amico Ryan tells the Broncos he's not interested. He was their third number one choice. (laughs) (laughs) That is amazing. Whoever wrote that, A-plus for you. You deserve it. And not just that, but to pass on the Denver Broncos, a franchise that has a a good history. This is a a real football team with championships and, and a... Like a strong record and like, a desire like, to like be winners now within the last 15, 20 years consistently. Totally, yeah. totally. And go to the Houston Texans instead. <laughs> Davis does this, Mills. Does this not tell you everything you need to know about the state of the Denver Broncos right now? It could. There's also the fact that Mahomes is in that division. And I think everyone's like. And Herbert. Right. Versus I could go over <laughs> to the Rogers. Houston Texans. Or Brady. I can go to the Houston Texans where the Colts are a complete disaster. The Titans are kind of trending downwards. The Jags are stock is raising, but you know, they're still like look Could they be the second seed in a division like right. that and maybe sneak into a playoff? Right. Maybe. You go to the yeah. Texans, they got a lot of well, actually, do they have They have dra- decent draft yeah, capital? Yeah, I was gonna say I thought they had some decent draft they capital. Have a, a lot of cap space and a lot of draft picks. I, I can see the appeal to going down there. That's a Miami but Dolphins. They've dream. also fired like three coaches in a row. <laughs> right, and you uh, got a racist head. Three like co- owner. yeah, three yeah. coaches in four years. Yeah, it's uh, whew. but it, it just says a lot that like yeah, no, I'm gonna go to the Texans. So yeah, can you imagine like I, I just want to like take this and turn it into like a real world example, okay? So Ian right now works at Lumen Christie, so I'm just gonna like. Take Lumen off of the equation, okay? Ian you guys are with me on this take. Yeah, like you're yeah, 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 yeah. Listen, I mean, just bear with me for a second, okay. Kyle. Ian is a new teacher, and he's like, you know what? I'm going to explore my options. Now, I could go to this school over there. They got all the great books, great science equipment. You know? Yeah. My, my, my students would not just like me. They'd love me. Or... There's another school down the road. Now, I know they've had four teachers in four minutes. Okay. Four minutes. <laughs> I know that their principal has had scandal. Uh-huh. Possibly racial comments. My, my fans, I don't think they'd be able to look me in the eye. My students wouldn't be able to look me in the eye, mostly because they've been wearing paper bags over their heads the last three years. <laughs> the top three most talented people recently and Ian's with like, this. Uh, you know what? I think I see something with them. 
Nobody thinks like this. No. Yeah. No other job thinks like this. Kyle recently, about a year ago, was looking for a job, and I remember hearing about different job applications he was making. Could you imagine just openly looking at me and saying, you know what? That really good one? I think I'm going to pass on it. <laughs> I would like look at you and say, what the hell is the matter with you? Like, you don't even have a prospect of like a really good one. You're like, well, I guess I have my backup plan of like working at Sam's Club. Yeah. No offense to Sam's Club. Right. Yeah. No disrespect. <laughs> it's, it's comical. It really there are is. not a lot of things in real life that are like that with D'Amico Ryans. The three most talented Texans I can think of that have ever played for the team. Wow. All, Give us top five. All demanded to leave the franchise. In Matt, recent memory, they all did said, Matt Schaub leave? <laughs> Mario Williams? Huh? <laughs> we don't need it. We don't even. Who need was it. there? Who, actually, who was their running back that was really good? I don't remember. Uh, I'll be. I'll get it to you. <laughs> there were. They had a really good running back for a hot minute there. Sure, sure. But at least like the top two that I can remember. Uh, and Pops and Watt. Yeah, a- Arian Foster. Yeah. yeah, there it is. Watt might be the greatest Texan that there ever was for this young team relatively speaking um and all three of them exited demanded to leave the team said i'm not playing for this team anymore and that do you think is not an attractive picture to right me. it's not ownership hasn't changed do you think with the denver broncos the coaches looking at that now sean payton turning this down doesn't surprise me because he strikes me as a dude who wants to put himself in a winning position and by going to the Broncos, you're going to be in a super tough division probably for the next 10, 15 years. While, however long Mahomes decides to play, that's how hard that division is going to be. You're going to a team that has almost no draft capital. You're tied to this quarterback in Russell Wilson that you don't know. I mean, he just played pretty poorly this past year. Maybe you think you can fix him. Maybe you know what the problem was. Or maybe that's just who he is now. They don't have, a, I don't even think they have a top 10 draft pick. They might have one pick in the late first round right now that they got traded into, I think. The Broncos. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the Texans, I did just Google greatest NFL Houston Texans, and number one is Matt Shaw. <laughs> <laughs> told you. <laughs> told you. I told you. On ffastronauts.com. Oh, very, 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 very we are taking source. too much time of this pod talking about the Broncos. Let's stop talking about the Broncos. And, you brought it up. Yeah, you brought it up. <laughs> I meant to make it a passing point, and then we, we made we it are, a long rambling. point. Okay, we're rambling too much. Moving on from biggest news. Hot takes? Do we have anything from the commission? I'd love to, like, drown myself in his tears. Oh, wow. Oh, my word. Let's be nice now. Uh, the commission has been a great supporter of our program, and we love we love all of our listeners and fans. This is the same guy that wanted me to relish in your tears, Kyle, when the Packers were eliminated. So get a little, you know, dance off on the grave. Go ahead. I'm not going to do that to a listener. I, I, maybe if it was someone else's show, but this is mine, and I, I respect our listeners. And Adam writes us another great season that ends in disappointing heartache. <laughs> What's past his prologue? It will be a long off season. And hopes will again be high for 2023. And once again, the quarterback position will be the focal point. Purdy has earned the right to be the starter, but will he be ready? If he has a UCL injury that requires surgery, he won't be ready by the time the season starts. That leaves Lance, who is still an unknown commodity 
but will almost certainly be on the team given the King's ransom the team has given away for him and salary cap implications. If Purdy can't go in Lance's QB1, who backs him up? Jimmy's time appears to be up, although after Purdy's unknown injury status in the way last year's competition unfolded, I wouldn't 100% rule them out. And the possibility of signing a high-priced veteran seems unlikely given the looming contracts that will need to be addressed. Brock's MRI will have a tremendous impact on next season. Let's hope it's not serious. As was evident today, winning without a competent quarterback is a pipe dream. Yeah, I'm growing tired of this team's untimely and unfortunate injuries to the most important position on the field, but it is what it is. Maybe next year will be different. Hashtag long painful offseason. Hashtag thanks for a memorable year. So Hashtag here's, enjoy Cancun. Here's what's going to happen. Because there's clearly a quarterback curse for the Niners right now. Seems to be. Tom Brady's going to sign and Ever he's finally going to retire. Oh, <laughs> no. He's not going to break the curse. No. No, 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 no. He's going to be. He's gonna fall to the curse. Oh. Okay, okay, okay. See, look. Now, the Niners are in a position. They have a great roster right now. They do. Stacked. Quarterback away. They are a quarterback away. You put Tom Brady in there. You can't tell me that ain't a Super Bowl team anymore. Like, that that's a Super Bowl team. We haven't talked about how Maybe. Tom Brady looks lately. Like, he does. He looks scary. Mm. Like mm. He does look like he is oh, wearing a mask. Please. You don't think so? No. This is, like, tabloid talk. This yeah, is, come on. Yeah. I'm not going down that road. I don't know. Yeah. That's weird. All right. That's like people speculating about... Like the, you know what? I'll hold on to the speculation because I saw this was up here anyways. <laughs> I don't really, I don't really know that. I see and why, why don't we just skip ahead to this one? Whoever anonymous oh, is. Oh yeah, we do have our first <laughs> anonymous question. Okay. 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 <laughs> Would okay. Tom Brady have lost his wife regardless of playing this season? Yeah, probably. <laughs> you don't. don't you, I, you don't I want everybody to pause this podcast and go back 45 seconds to what Ian said. He doesn't want to do the tabloidy thing and then answer the tabloidy question. I'm going like, to answer the tabloid question. <laughs> and I just will say, <laughs> this is so would convenient. Tom Brady have lost his life regardless of playing this past his season? His wife, not his life. His wife. <laughs> 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 Protean slip. I actually know all your answer now. Let's end on that note. Oh my gosh! Our next I'm not going to dignify that question. Okay, good. Because we have an even better <laughs> one for you. I don't see him on the Niners though. Next question far. comes from Eric Giannunzio. I don't see it. Brady is the guy who wants to drop back all the time. The Buccaneers led the league in in most percentage of uh, plays because they had to. They didn't have a running game. I know. But they didn't have an O line. That's how he wants to play. That's the how is Tom Brady? I don't think that's. I, I don't think that's how he wants to play. That's how he was forced to play because they didn't have a running game behind but him. I don't. They think, didn't have an O line either. I don't think Tom Brady has ever played with a running game. Well, they normally have. A, and that's fair, but there's like at ever. least an I don't know average. If he knows how to play with one. There's an average running game. Speaking of tabloids, our next question comes from Eric Giannunzio. Will Shea Woodley drop Aaron Rodgers for Tom Brady now that Tom Brady is single officially, proving that Aaron Rodgers underperforms in all facets of his life? Wait, where is this question? I don't think I'm going to dignify that question with an answer either. <laughs> no disrespect, G. You're cool. I respect you. I don't respect the question. <laughs> We're really trying to get Kyle to go back on his take of not yelling at a listener. So we'll see how that goes. Our next question comes from Gs. This is his real question. He said, I have a funny one and I have a real one. And the funny one was to see if he could get you When's going. When's he going to give a funny one? When's that coming? <laughs> 
I'll let you know. All right. Uh, Mahomes is the best quarterback in Kansas City, is super creative and fun to watch on offense. Uh-huh. But how does a game plan of throwing it all over the yard against a team with a great pass rush and very good guys to cover really work? I initially thought Chiefs because of Mahomes, but on paper, this looks like an awful matchup for the Chiefs. Eagles win easy unless KC really makes a real effort to run the ball. The Bengals would have lost by 30 with their offensive line, too, against the Eagles. Mm. Maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Sometimes these like these things don't play out exactly how you think they're going to. You look on paper and it says, oh, on paper, this should be all Eagles. And then when mm. you watch it, it's it like doesn't play out that way. That's a very good point. We wouldn't actually be big fans of this sport if everything played out on paper. Um, because on paper, Philly does have the number one pass defense. Mm-hmm. So I, I get and where he's a, coming from. A formidable pass rush. But, but the w- Chiefs pass rush is nothing to scoff at. And actually, Dalen Hurts is, uh, he doesn't, I wouldn't go far, so far to say he struggles, but his uh, performance drops significantly when pressured. And the Chiefs can bring the pressure. They yeah. brought it. They brought it the last few games. With, with Pacheco, four, Pacheco's right? a really good running back. Yeah, Pacheco was Pacheco. he played really Pacheco. well yesterday. For there sure, were a couple moves sure. that he had where basically we would think he'd get three yards turned into seventeen. I mean, it totally. happened like two or three different yeah. times yesterday. Totally, like, there was that one where it was him against like three guys, two of them with their arms basically wrapped around him, and it's supposed it's going to be like a one yard gain. Those are plays that decide a game. Yeah, like, and, I, and I don't care as much as the fifteen yards with the the ref does those. Those places. I was going to make that exact point. Yeah, we want to talk about these other mistakes. We want to talk about a penalty or a bad call or something like that. How about like just this broken tackle where Pacheco turns what should have been almost a loss into a huge first down game? That dude who uh, missed that tackle, by the way, is the same dude that was on camera at the end of the game yelling at Osai for that that, uh, push out of bounds on Mahomes that cost him the game. Wow. He always have a hard time looking at players like that having – Getting ridiculed. I, to the I hate when a play like people blame one player on the game. It's like, um, you all lost that game, not mm. because of one play. That one play is just what you remember because if it didn't happen, oh well, we Except might. Except for the played. Packers guy that pushed the trainer. Screw that guy. He cost it, right, Kyle? Oh, I'm sorry. What? <laughs> the Packers guy that pushed the trainer. I was going to blame him for a loss. Oh, right, right. They were right, already yeah. losing that game. Yeah, yeah. All right. After the commission gave us his hot take, we're going to go to Jamie Heslaw, our residential Kansas City Chiefs. Welcome. No, I'm just kidding. I don't have a sounder for it. Jamie just wrote it out for us. It's hard to shit on the 49ers when they're on their fourth quarterback, but their run was all smoke and mirrors. Whoa. Top 10 easiest strength of schedule to end the season. Did not beat a single good team on the way to do it. Their last loss was to the Chiefs. This team really was made, was not made to win the Super Bowl. Laughable with how many weapons the Bengals had also. And they let them down by the Chiefs with a quarterback on one ankle and three hurt wideouts. Purdy does not belong in the same breath as any top 15 quarterback. And Kudmish should never be able to watch football again for uttering his name in the same breath as Mahomes. (laughs) Mahomes could retire right now and be a Hall of Famer, the best since Brady, period. Oh, man. I'm not getting in the middle of this. 
There's some shots fired here, man. Jeez. You I guys, think we got a listener rivalry going on. I think we might. This is wild. And I'm we should already, get you know, them both on the phone call. You know what? <laughs> so Jamie told me he's looking forward to in the summer coming in to do a pod with us. What? Really? So we're going to do one off-season is pod he really? we're going to get Jamie in here. For real? And so we'll have Kamish call in that day. Maybe one of those days he isn't running 1,500 miles outside with random people he met on Instagram. Yeah. And run Adam dot run, I right. think, is yeah, yeah. what his Instagram is if you need to go follow him. Yeah, but we'll have Jamie and uh, Kamish duke it out. Oh man, I don't know. All right, Kyle's all for conflict. If you guys haven't met him, <laughs> can't we all um, just get along? <laughs> this is a question. Uh, I'm going to wrap rapid fire two. One's funny, one's serious. Who trades up to the number one pick for the Bears, and what quarterback do they take? I don't know. Texans. I, I just love Texans. Love probably it. are the ones who want to do it the most. Who would you take, Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud? Will probably, Levis? probably. I I don't think. Well, I don't know. I young. I think the Colts are going to trade up and take Stroud. That's actually what I think is going to happen. But really, I I just think the Colts they don't have anything going for them in that quarterback position, and this is a chance for them to to do it. Mm-hmm. And I don't think they've this had is the, the ability draft, to do this that. is the draft class where they got to actually get a guy because they have been trying to bring in a veteran quarterback every every year. Right. This is the third year in a row where they've brought in a new veteran quarterback that hasn't panned out. Right. They got to think of sad. something. It's next, pretty sad. Next, and by the way, that was from Dan Brooks, my principal in Northwest. Thanks again for the job, Dan. Next question from Dan Brooks as well. Why does the NFL even play an all-pro game? Is this the worst all-star game in all of sports? Mm. Now it's not even a game. Yeah, so, like, yeah, is the answer, I think. The... Baseball used to decide World Series home field advantage based on the All-Star game. Imagine that in the NFL today. So the Pro Bowl is a joke for a lot of reasons. One, because the game is a joke. Two, because how you even get voted into the Pro Bowl is a sham. Because players get... It's not actually the most deserving players. Tyler Tyler Huntley could be a quarterback on the Pro Bowl this year. He will be. Oh, yeah, because two is in concussion protocol currently. That is nuts. Well, and Herbert is having surgery. surgery yeah. And the other two, Mahomes is in the playoff, isn't going to the Super Bowl. And I think Burrow was the other one. Yeah, correct. It's stunning. It's it is stunning. crazy. But I'll, I'll grant, I've seen some NBA All-Star games that were kind of a joke. It was just, just kind of silly uh, to watch them do the same thing. Like, not really play, not really defend, just... Shoot some, shoot some half court shots. Just whatever, have fun with it. I mean, it's like an accolade that you want to give them. Like we recognize what you've yeah. done, and per contracts too. Like right, that has to be a negotiation. But that's what's dumb about it is some of these players just get in by default, even if they didn't have a statistically good year. Mm-hmm. It's like okay, you're generally a pretty good player, but you weren't as good as this guy over here. Yeah. Kenny Pickett's making it. We got questions. Yeah. I think Amon St. Brown got in, but I think he was because yeah, it was an alternate. Right. I'm not mad about it, though, for him. It's weird. How and he deserves works. to be yeah, in there. Totally. Who ends up actually playing in it is weird, and the timing of it is weird. Just, But I don't know. I don't know that it's a bad thing. Our next question comes from Justin Matson, our resident uh, Vikings fan. The Vikings. Skull. 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 I've successfully made my three-year-old a football fan. Nice. 
in the divisional round, I put on the Jags and Chiefs game, and my son asked which team I liked. I told him the team names, and not having a dog in the fight, I would cheer for whichever team he chose. My son loves animals. Naturally, he chose the Jaguars. The other day while I was at work, my wife was in my son's room putting away his clothes and hung up a Vikings hoodie. My son told my wife he is no longer... (laughs) Sorry, sorry. I was trying to do this without laughing. My wife, he is no longer a Viking. (laughs) That he only likes the Jaguars. My son is three. Some nights he tells me he doesn't like chocolate milk anymore. I know that's a lie. But it made me think... Should I let him choose his own team? Or should I choose for him like my dad did? Born and raised in northern Minnesota and Scandinavian family heritage. Wow. Well, so here's the thing. By the way, that I'm going to put it right here. That is our best question we've ever had on this show. That's pretty good. Should I let him That's choose his good. own team? We just could do a, a whole, I want to do a whole episode milk. on that. I want to do an episode just on this topic. Either team that this kid decides to choose... You are unfortunately setting him up for a life of depression. So yeah. I think you need to, if you're going to let him choose, you need to really let him know. Justin's comment into. he made to me was, I've been waiting my whole life for a Super Bowl and haven't gotten one. And if this SOB gets one at, in two or three years, I'm going to be pissed. <laughs> and I'm going to cry. I get that. I get that. I feel that. What do you guys think? I don't Would know. You, I feel like you guys have kids. What are you on. pushing? We are like we're millennial parents right now. We're we're supposed we're let our, we let our kids choose. You know, we're not the we're not the are you Gen X. Me? Yeah. If my kid comes in, if Casey comes home and she's like, "I'm a Packers go fan, Bears," I'm gonna. Oh my God! If she said, "Go Bears," go Bears dad. or "Go Pack Go," I'm like, "Get your shit," and you're gone. What are you doing? You're go pack all your shit. That's right. Ain't no way am I raising a little Packer. Okay, fine. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I would, re- I would respect my children's choices. Plus, in this regard, okay. It, majority of what happens here is you just get your regional games, and so you just <laughs> tend to watch the Lions the most, anyways. It's true. It's hard for me to not have a soft spot for the Lions because I'm just right. Like and like I see so story. many. And for a while, I've I been actually forced to follow the Lions. For a while, I actually didn't mind the Packers because we just watched them because they were on all the time. Yeah. Uh, I'm honestly like whenever I have kids, I hope they're Notre Dame fans. I just hope it like, it would be really nice to bond over that with the child. It would be nice to bond with them, but I also have a lot of kids. So it would be kind of fun to have some different teams in the, in the family. For those, for those that don't know, Kyle has six kids. And so it'd be nice actually for each of them to have a team. That'd be kind of then cool. We have a fifth of our listeners are different teams just at just yeah. at Kyle's house. Yeah, He's we're gonna finally have a Giants fan. You know, if like if Ash was a fan of a team, like we could have somebody for every division. It'd be amazing. Yeah, it'd be amazing. Yeah. Our next question comes from Addison Dewitt, probably our podcast favorite. Dewitt wow. does it. E- oh, Ian. Um, does ESPN have the best booth? How the turntables have turned. How oh, the turntables have turned. I would actually you, thoroughly agree with this. They have. But I will say Greg Olson was phenomenal. He's been phenomenal like during Greg. the playoffs. Okay. I, yeah, because Tony Romo has been getting shit on. Yeah, he. Uh, he I don't know, Jim. I don't know, Jim. This is the season. 
Next play. <laughs> this is it. <laughs> I like Next it. Next drive. Oh, <laughs> it know. makes me laugh. I like it. I think if I was a drinker, Mr. January I would, Emperor Head. <laughs> I would drink. I would do a drinking game to that if I drink. <laughs> I, I think you're right, Anderson. I actually really like uh, you know the booth that they got going on for ESPN. So I'm yeah. gonna vote yes. They have that. they have the Manning cast and Troy and Joe. Yeah. Yeah, and I've right. always, I've actually always liked Troy and Joe because Joe Buck literally has gotten sassy over the years and has yeah. had like no punches. And I just kind of think that's hilarious. Yeah. I like him. Our next question comes from Micah Sal, our resident Eagle fan. Nice. It seems every game Philly has won this year has been justified by an excuse. Bold predictions. They take down the Chiefs and finally silence the haters. Cool. I'm also doubling down that this is the most talented Philadelphia roster ever. Best D-line, best secondary, best wide receiver group, best offensive line this fan base has ever seen. Yeah, there you go. I actually think their offensive line from their previous win with Foles, I think that line might be better than this. I've never seen an O-line better than this. This is nuts. Jalen Hurts can just stand back there and have all the time in the world. And when they want to do the quarterback sneak, they literally just put Jalen Hurts in the middle and shove him. They ride him on top they of the center They push like the defensive line. Like, it never fails. It works. They could it, they could have a couple yards to go and do a QB sneak and still get it. They could Anybody do a QB could run behind sneak. That I would line. actually like to see how far they could do it on fourth and three if they could do it. They QB did a QB sneak for fourth when they did, It would be fucking yesterday sick. Yesterday, when they did that goal line QB sneak, they were not that close to that the goal line. That was not like, there's like, uh, there's like a, say a, it was yard? a long yard and a short yard. Yeah. <laughs> you fucker. There is, a, because of where they placed the ball, there is like, that was a long yard You're that they amazing. had to go for. You're, I love, I, that is like secretly one of my favorite things listening to like NFL announcers where they say, hey, Jim, it's a yard. But that's a little longer than the yard. <laughs> I'm like, dude, you're fucking hilarious. Like, that is so funny. That is like, oh but that's you what can our national see coverage it. is. You can yeah. see it, though, because there's like, they call it a yard, but it's really like half a yard. Yeah. Or like inches, but not quite inches. Totally. Like Brian, Dawkins, inches. Brian Dawkins would like a word with you as well, Micah. All okay. right. Any secondary with Brian Dawkins on it has to be. I thought you were going to bring up the wide receiver group. Oh, I, I've already said that. Previous weeks at anything with T.O., I'm in. Like, yeah. like, Terrell Owens on a broken leg in the Super Bowl. I've talked about, like, every year we have a Super Bowl conversation. Like, that's the best performance I've ever seen of any position, of any player in the Super Bowl, even in a loss. Right. 120-plus yards, nine catches, a touchdown on a broken fucking leg. Yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> broken fucking leg. Fucking leg. <laughs> I just got all of a sudden I went to Boston. <laughs> Which leads me to our final question. This, I'm going to say it, Justin. This, this is our number two question of all time. I, I'm going to play recency bias. This is my favorite. Okay. Who would be the most fun hang in the NFL? You must pick one player, one coach, and one owner. Kyle cannot pick any Packer. Ian cannot pick any Lion. Oof. The activity is bowling. Love bowling. Okay. So I, I'm going to kick us off. Go okay? for it. The owner for me, I'd love to do any uh, any activity. Bowling, I could care less if we're digging graves. It's Arthur Blank. 
the owner for the Atlanta Falcons. Because he Mr. Vampire? <laughs> he looks like a vampire. And I just want to see what it's like in person. And I want to wear like some garlic around him and see if it kind of gets him like to walk away from me. So that's oh, my owner. Okay, okay. My coach, I would love to watch uh, fat-ass McCarthy <laughs> throw gutter balls with bumpers. Because <laughs> wow. you know he plays with bumpers, by the way. Yeah. Okay? And if I had to pick a player, I'm picking uh, who's the big uh, Vita Vea. Because <laughs> now I'm just looking for some LBs. The uh, defensive lineman for the Buccaneers with the big bushy hair. He used to play for Michigan State. Oh. He's their nose guard. I just love to see that fucker in bowling shoes because hmm. they have got to be size 20. <laughs> so <laughs> that's my aesthetic for the yeah. most fun hang. And by the way, this question from, comes from Ryan Gates, our resident Packers fan. I got one. Go for it. Player, George Kittle. That dude looks he like fun. He looks like a riot. Yeah, okay. just be I mean, fun. Okay. He would be fun. Coach Andy Reid. I think I like that. I, I think he would be fun too. Do you think he would wiggle his fingers like when he goes to get the football or to get the bowling ball and go? <laughs> I want that one. <laughs> you think he would do that, right? I could just him and his mustachio which slam is, beers, right? He would just be fun. I bet. I he just would. get that vibe from him. I like yeah. that. I He's like talking about thing. food too. You know, you know when he, they talked about Chiefs playing in Germany, his comment was just, "I'd love to have a bratwurst." Bratwurst, right? Love to have a bratwurst. He'd be the food guy. And your and owner? My owner. I'm going to take my Packers owner, Kyle. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> That's a good oh, one. Let's go bowling, man. Yeah. I'm glad you think that would be fun. I, so, would, I would definitely be more fun than any real owner. It's true. Have a football it's franchise. True. It's true. Give, give us your answer, Kyle. <laughs> okay. Funny enough, I like I, the first person that came to mind is another tight end. I, I would love to hang with Gronk. Um, I think that he, he would be it's a great good player. Uh, but if, it's, if I had to pick an active player, is it cheating to say Devontae? Because uh, he was a former Packer. He's not a current Packer. I love it. But I, I, I love him. I think he's just so cool. Seems comes across as like a very smart, nice guy. Uh, and I would I would just fanboy. I think I admire him very much. Uh, I for just players. see you I would just like, fanboy. Hey, <laughs> Devontae! He just seems really nice and smart. Uh, and it's going to turn into Miko. And beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> he is very handsome, too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, for Coach... I was torn on this. Actually, I forgot that I could have picked Dan Campbell. And so, like, I, he wasn't even on my list. But I guess he might. He, maybe he should be. But the others toyed with Mike Tomlin, but I think I'm going to go Pete Carroll. Uh, Very I think young and senior discount, young. too. I was going to say young and vibrant, but. I know. He's great. He looks like, you know, kind of like my grandpa, you know, like fun. You probably get on a dialysis or, a, no, like, like, one of those, like, men's performance men, uh advertisements by the end of the day maybe, do you think maybe. do you think pete carroll has one of those like help me i've fallen and i can't get a life things. alert yeah do you think he's got a life alert no man i think he's like out playing tennis with his buddies he seems like he's in good he shape he definitely plays pickleball maybe I, it's I the gum does. maybe when he stops chewing the gum like a life alert goes off uh when it comes to when it comes to owners i'm on record saying that there is one thing i don't like about this sport and that's owners. The owners are, this is just me, they're horrible. They're vile. They are the worst part of this sport. Ooh, vile. I think of the owners as exactly equivalent to the VIPs in Squid Game. 
Uh, wow. Wow, that is intense. Yeah. I just got triggered. I'm sweating. <laughs> that is how highly I regard these human beings. They're disgusting people to me. And I don't want anything to do with any of them. I have no respect for any of these human beings. But, I mean, if you have to pick one. If I had to, I'd go with Rob Walton. <laughs> he is. Uh, he has twice the net worth of the runner-up. He's one of the richest men in the history of the world. And uh, I think, you know, with like $59 billion worth of uh, wealth, you know, maybe we can have a good time. <laughs> My favorite. This, I want everybody to just... We have had two different segments where someone's been like, I would never do that. Let me give you the answer in the next question. <laughs> yeah. I would never be with them. If I had to pick, I'd pick the richest of them. <laughs> I'd pick probably I'd pick one, one of the worst. What? You got a problem with that? <laughs> It that's just, it that's it's the only literally reason. like that is comedic timing so with that kind of wealth i mean like <laughs> what the other guys are doing like we're gonna go he's on he's definitely a... dishing out for the mozzarella sticks to come over to your lane personally i mean he, with that like, kind just... of wealth he's probably making you pay still totally guys like those that, guys are cheap they frugal. are cheap they're frugal fruggles frugal fruggles frugal our weekly segment this year this week our weekly segment this week yeah that makes yeah, sense there it is Coach of the Year, all right? A lot of players' awards are always pretty straightforward, okay? MVP, Offensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Rookie of the Year, Defensive Player of the Year, whatever. Coach of the Year, it can sometimes be up in the air. Um, we want you guys to pick a coach that you think should be Coach of the Year. Uh, the nominees this year are Sean Art. Ian, you read them for me. I can't <laughs> read right now. I'm, I swear the, so these I'm are the God. these are the actual nominees up for the award this year? Yeah, go ahead. So technically... I'm fine if you choose off the list if you think they're more worthy. Okay. But, the, but these guys are the ones actually up for it. So Sean McDermott for the Buffalo Bills, Brian Dayball for the New York Giants, Doug Peterson for the Jaguars, Nick Sirianni for the Eagles, and Kyle Shanahan for the Niners. And I'm going to give you my answer to start. It's Dan Campbell. I'm going to keep it short and sweet. He's the guy. He's the culture setter, the risk taker, the knee biter, and the team flipper. Put that fucker in coach of the year candidation. Or get the hell out of my way. If they got to the playoffs, I think he would have been on that list. I don't, I, I, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, I think I mean, he should be. I think he should be in the five. He should be in the five. Yeah, I, because I mean, coach I of the year is be. basically who did we, who did we fuck up on, on preseason talks that we can contribute this to coaching. That is basically what I mean. You can go down this list, and it's what, like, Shanahan, we didn't know what the Niners are going to be. The Eagles, we were hoping they would cash in on Hurts. The Jaguars, none of us thought would be anywhere near. Dayball, if anybody thought Daniel Jones was going to the playoffs, it was as a backup for Eli Manning's nephew in, in 10 years. And Sean McDermott, like, maybe we could say that one. But four out of five of those are like, we thought those teams were going to suck. Yeah, mm-hmm. and there is one team on that list that is missing that we all thought was going to suck. Who didn't suck? And it was the Lions, yeah. the one team no one wanted to play going into Wild Card Weekend. Nobody wanted them. Yeah, they would have been they would have been scary. So that is my coach of the year. Uh, Maybe I'll go next because that kind of leads me into kind of why I think Nick Sirianni for the Eagles should win it is because sometimes it's easy to overlook the actual best coach of the year for the coaches that took teams that were shitty and made them not shitty, right? Like Brian Dayball with the New York Giants 
They were the second worst team. Well, I guess they were the third worst team. The Lions were the second worst team. They were the third worst team last year. Brian Dayball takes them to the playoffs, makes Daniel Jones look actually like a good quarterback, and they win a playoff game. You know, good good for them. Good mm-hmm. for them. Mm-hmm. Doug Peterson does the same thing with the Jags. They go from worst, literally worst record in the league to winning their division and a playoff game and looking fairly competitive. You know, good for good for the Jags. But Nick Sirianni, let's not forget last year, and I don't remember if he was a nominee or not. He might have been. I couldn't find the list. All I know is Mike Vrabel won it last year. Right. But there's a case, there was a case for him for winning this award last year because when he took over, the Eagles were 4 and 11 and they took him the, his first year right to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. And I think he's got a stronger case this year because this is year two and he's already taken him to the Super Bowl and are favored to win right now. Mm-hmm. It's easy to overlook a coach that has a team rolling into the Super Bowl for a coach that took a team that was bad and then made him competitive. But I think he needs to be recognized as a coach of... He, he has put probably the most complete roster, probably probably the best team in football right now, outside of the quarterback position in mm-hmm. the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. I think everyone can agree this is probably the best team. You play the Chiefs-Eagles ten times, they probably win seven or six out of them. I could see them winning that. Mm-hmm. So I, I think and I he... Can, I think you're fair. it's fair. And he's turned Hurts into an MVP candidate. I mean, no, people were coming in with question marks, like, is Hurts going to be the guy? He's he's the guy. And he's got he's posted the number two overall offense along with the top a top ten overall defense. I think they're ranked number eight. But the defense is the sack leaders, and they have the number one passing defense. So while they're number eight on the sheets, you, there's a case to be made that they should be higher just because of those two stats alone are really solid. So he's got this team in his year his second year just scary. And I right. think that is a coach that should be looked at and been like, yeah, no. We definitely you, you should get it. He he's got the right to laugh at us based on his first press conference 2 years ago to date from yesterday. I was thinking about that. That press conference is legendary compared I mean where he said like, "Hey, we got a lot of questions, and you know what? We're gonna have a lot better questions to ask. And they just like stared at people, like, <laughs> and we're gonna get those those questions. We're gonna answer. <laughs> I mean, it's, it is like please go watch his press conference. It is amazing. Okay, so he is one of the few people who's like, y'all can shut the hell up. Yep. Yeah. <clears throat> How about you, Kyle? I'm going Doug Peterson. I think you guys made a good case for your guys, and there's a lot of other guys on here. I don't know why Kevin McConnell's not on the list. How about that? But I'm going Doug Peterson. Um, I think what he's done is truly impressive, turning this franchise right Now, I want to emphasize the, the fact that this is, we're talking about the Jacksonville Jaguars. Mm. This is a franchise. This is not one of those like historic, storied franchises. Okay, this is a team that hasn't been around that long, and for as long as it's been around, it's been pretty lame. 
This is a team where the running joke is they don't have any fans. There aren't any Jacksonville fans. Like, this is this team is always bad. They had the number one draft pick two straight years. They've had... <laughs> I'll, they've had way more bad seasons than than good seasons. They've had extremely few good seasons, and even those weren't that memorable. There, have you guys ever watched the Good Place, the show with the yep. with the running joke totally. is the Jacksonville Jaguars, and it's funny because it's true. Bortles, it's amazing. It's hilarious. This is a team that is the butt of a lot of jokes, and for good reason, and has been for pretty much as long as this team's existed. Now suddenly. With no small thanks to Doug Peterson, who is a very good coach and has a very good track record, this team now believes in itself, and its fans are believing in this team. He has helped turn this culture around. He has helped change the perception of this team. Not just like, oh, I guess there's potential. Maybe the Jaguars will do something spicy. But no, like there are real believers in this team. And the jokes are dying. And Doug Peterson is playing a big role in that. In this team suddenly being like a real legitimate part of the NFL conversation. And it would be very funny if the coach of the year came from the same division two years in a row. uh, If he one-ups Vrabel. But I think uh, it's, it's just really exciting what he's accomplished with this team which look at the i think does not have the talent on par with a few of the other teams that those guys are working with maybe didn't take his team as far but took his team to the divisional round that exceeded my expectations that's for sure for darn sure yeah in fact, they even I, got to the playoff from the depths is, of hell of art of urban meyer to this in the, a season that's a big jump. Yeah. And I'm just I'm not talking about just like the wins. I'm not talking about just Trevor Lawrence's performance or just like the the, the improved As success, but I'm talking about the perception of this franchise. I'm talking about the attitude of the fan base. I'm talking about their their position in this league as contenders who aren't funny anymore. Doug Peterson is doing a lot for that team. Yeah. There's just like some like honorary mentions. Pete Carroll probably deserves a little bit of a recognition in there i think your too. boy gino i like that i like that because he's did a lot when people didn't think that team was going to be good definitely either. one of the teams we had extremely low expectations for right. going into this I, season. and i was surprised that they weren't on he wasn't on the list probably because he didn't win a playoff game. i loved seeing him just like yeah. happy on the sidelines look right. like he's having fun look like he's bonding with his team yeah. and this team was happy too to piggyback off of kyle's point like Let's look at some of the last place teams in their division right now, and I'm gonna I'm gonna go through all eight of them, and it's not just were they bad and then got better. It's the perception we have of that team, and just think, not only next year would this team be a division winner and make the playoffs with the home field game, but win a playoff game. Imagine this, okay? We have the Jets. <laughs> I could. I that could, should be a joke right there. Yeah. I don't know, uh, but I could imagine them. I could see them doing it because they were pretty yeah. competitive this year. That was a tough division this year. Sure. Broncos. I'm thinking of even just what we think of that team. Like, we made fun of the Jets for not having a quarterback multiple weeks that they had to find out their backup quarterback was their quarterback. The Broncos didn't have a quarterback until the last week of the season, it seemed like. Hmm. The Browns. They're the Browns. Do I need to say more? Yeah. The Texans. Ugh. We just spent 45 minutes talking about the Texans. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Let's go AFC. The Commanders, 
they're so bad they had to change their name. They have an owner <laughs> who had to sell it to his wife. Um, the Cardinals, who made the most beautiful coach look like the old witch from Tangled. After she couldn't, he wow. touched the hair of Rapunzel. <laughs> oh my what a what a callback! There. Uh, the Bears, <laughs> who only won a game, a third of their wins were just in a monsoon. They only won three. <laughs> and the Falcons, America's team. So, like, really, it's just the Falcons that we uh-huh. could like see the turnaround happening for. That's yeah, it. Just because that division is awful. By the way, it's really cool to look at that and see eight and nine, seven and ten, seven and ten, and seven and ten. <laughs> that's a riddle right there. Yeah. It's so, fun. Th- one thing to kind of just note: the top three draft picks went to Jacksonville Jaguars, Detroit Lions, and the New York Giants, and all three of those teams saw dramatic improvements this year. All know. of them. Well, two of them went nine and eight, and one of them went nine eight and one. That Very one, interesting. Very interesting. Not. I wouldn't say like a strong nine, correlation between nine, like seven, that one. that draft pick in particular, like that top draft pick, but. Yeah, it's not like they got a franchise quarterback who just like had a sensational year. All of them went defense, by the way. Yeah, all three picks. Yeah, yeah. Let's move on to our last uh, one of our last segments before we make our picks, and it is trivia. And Kyle says that he has just a few for us. <laughs> just Kyle? a few. I pulled up some uh, trivia questions about the two teams playing in the Mets and Jets. This no. This, <laughs> okay, I'm going to try and keep score, and we're going to do these kind of rapid. These are going to be like somewhat basic questions so we can prepare our listeners for the Super Bowl. This is a Kansas City Chiefs trivia and Philadelphia Eagles trivia. Ian and Marshall, head-to-head. Who gets these questions right? Question. Will there be any Rihanna questions? No. Okay. I don't think so. What okay. will her hair look like? Go. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, let's. I'm, like I said, I'm going to try and keep score. We'll see who knows these two teams better. I'm going to give you the decades. Uh, who? Okay. When... Were the Chiefs founded? Oh, they were one of they were really nineteen twenties. No, no, like nineteen forties. No, way before. Come that. on, just guess. Nineteen eighteen. No, nineteen sixty. When were the Eagles founded? Nineteen sixty. Nineteen sixty one. Nineteen sixty nine. No, 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 because they were pretty 60. big. In I'll the give 70s. you the decade if you just get the decade. Nineteen fifties. No, 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 no. That's dumb. That's dumb. 70s. 33. 80s. 1933. Yeah. God damn. You guys are not great at this. Okay. You're not great at this. All right. What is the name of the Chiefs Stadium? Arrowhead. Arrowhead. Uh, Marshall got it first. Burrowhead. <laughs> what is the name of the Eagles home stadium? Lincoln. Bur- uh, no, Link. The Link. <laughs> Link okay. Financial? Oh, it is Lincoln Financial. But they call Stadium. it the Link. They call it the Link. I'm going to give it to Ian. I'm going to give it to I Ian. I think I deserve a half a point. Don't you think, no. Kyle? No. Based on your love of half points. Who's the all-time leading passer in Chiefs history? Trent Green. Alex Smith. Len Dawson. Who's the all-time leading passer in Eagles history? Jonathan McNabb. Correct. Ah! <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I had, like, Donovan McNabb's name, like, in the back of my head, ready to go. <laughs> How many Super Bowls have the Eagles won? One. Correct. Ha. Nice. How many have the... Uh, I guess I don't have that question. Two. Uh, let's see. It's yeah. two. I think it is two. They I won really That's early a point on. for me. Ha! Okay. All right. <laughs> let's go. Let's go. Let's go. He didn't answer the question. Ha! <laughs> okay. When did they win their first Super Bowl, the Chiefs? Super Bowl two. No, the Packers won two. One? Two. No, Packers won one. Super the Bowl. Packers, Packers won the first two Super Bowls. 
three. So both three. No, it was number four. four. Oh, I knew they were really early. Guess. I knew they were early. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, uh, they were in Super Bowl one. That's it. The Packers. That's beat. maybe that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. That's right. Eagles okay. was against the Patriots. Uh, the MVP of Super Bowl Fifty Four was Big Ding Nick. Fifty Four. Nick, Nick Foles. Foles. No, it was Patrick Mahomes. You guys. Damn it! Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Who was I, the MVP of Super Bowl Fifty Two? Nick Foles. Very good. Yeah, I hate <laughs> you. You're amazing. I hate you. Who's the Eagles' all-time leading I'm rusher? Mute, I'm gonna mute them. Oh, dear. Um, Brian, uh, Brian Westbrook. No, Spro- No, not Sproles. But I'm gonna go Sproles. You're saying for oh, Sh- Lashawn McCoy? No. For the Eagles? Mm-mm. It's not shady. Mm-mm. I thought it was shady. It? Eagles. It's Wilbert Montgomery. I no don't think that that's true. The all-time leading rusher in Chiefs history is... Priest Holmes. That's correct. Nicely done. You ready for that one. Uh, let's see. And shout out to Jamie out of Priest Holmes and Dante Hall. I, was say, I, I hope I the next question gives one. Dante Hall. Any guess on who the Eagles' first overall draft pick in 1988 was? <laughs> Fuck. Um, Randall Cunningham. <laughs> no. No. I know. Andy Reid. <laughs> it was Keith Jackson. Yeah, sure. Totally. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can't believe he did. I would have pulled that name out of my ass. To, great for our listeners to get ready for the Super Bowl. The no first the overall pick in the 1963 NFL draft by the Chiefs was I'm Terry Bradshaw. <laughs> Who fucking knows? Buck Buchanan. Oh god. Oh god. Buck, oh, Some dude go who's listening to this pod right now is like it's Buck Buchanan. You dipshit. Sitting at home going. <laughs> It's Bucky, didn't you know it, Ian, you dumbass? How many NFC Championship games have the Eagles appeared in? Five. Ooh. No, more than five. I'm going to go eight. No. Go ten. ahead. A different number. Just throw out numbers. I said ten. No. Twelve. Nope. Twenty. Eleven. Jeez, you guys. Fifteen. Six. Six is the right there number. It is. Got it. First try. 1980, 2004, 2008, 2017, 2018, and 2023. Uh, let's see. Do I have any others? Um, that might be it. Andy Reid. Yeah. That's oh, all. so while we're in trivia, before we get to the actual thing. Trent Green breaking his neck. Now, Ian wins 5-4. to four. <laughs> ha! Nice Give it to us, Kyle. Nicely Give it done. to us, Ian. All right. Give me a good ha. So, ha! <laughs> <laughs> this isn't really trivia. This is more like fun facts. Oh, good. I need it. Thank you. So, because you no, know, this After is that, this is good. interesting. Just follow this. In 1990, Andy Reid starts head coaching for the Eagles. Who was his quarterback? Oh, I know this. Was it Doug Peterson? It was Doug Peterson. Correct. Wow. Yeah. In 2009, Reid brings back Peterson back as an assistant coach. An and OC, that, if I remember right. And that same year, who started as the Chiefs' offensive quality control coach and later was their wide receivers coach? Nick Sirianni. Correct. Whoa. One-to-one. One. Was nice. Nick Sirianni. In 2013, Andy Reid leaves the Eagles with Peterson and joins the Chiefs. And who does he fire uh, when he joins the Chiefs? Bangs. Spagnola? No. Nick Sirianni. Wow. Really? Right. In 2016, Peterson returns to the Eagles as a head coach, and he hires Frank Reich as the offensive coordinator. Man, it's such a small world, this coaching community. 
Yeah, it's almost like when you fuck up, they only take from those people and don't give other right. people a chance. Yeah. In 2018, Reich returns to the Colts as a head coach and hires who as his offensive coordinator? This is 2018. 2018, offensive coordinator. For the Colts. For was. the Colts. Uh, was it a LaFleur? You're going to be seeing a trend here in all these questions. Uh, I'm having a hard time. Sirianni? It is Sirianni. Okay. <laughs> okay. And then obviously in 2021, he was hired as the Eagles head coach. And now Sirianni and the Eagles go up against Reed Re- oh. and the Chiefs. <laughs> Sirianni. Is it just interesting how <laughs> it's just interesting how their like coaching lives have kind of intersected quite a bit? Very much so. And I also love the fact that this game is the first game where brothers are playing on opposing teams in the Super Bowl. This is the first time in NFL history that's happened. No kidding. I would have thought it's happened before. The fact that the Harbaugh brothers who were coaches happened before players is impressive. That is pretty nuts. For I those the, I who guess don't I thought know, the Barbers played against each other, but they're in this they were in the same conference so that they were they were just in the playoffs. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, we're talking about the Kelsey brothers. Travis Kelsey obviously for the tight end for the Chiefs and Jason Kelsey as the center for the Eagles. Both already have a Super Bowl ring to their name. Both already probably guaranteed to be in the Hall of Fame because both are quite phenomenal at their positions. True. And both have, if you're not going to listen to this podcast, you should listen to their podcast. Really? It's a great one. They picked a hell of a year. Oh my gosh. It's called New Heights. It is phenomenal. Wow. I got to check this out. It's very good. It's very good. All right. Our final segment comes from our weekly picks. Okay. For those of you at home, by the way, I won the this year's. Uh, Congratulations! That's the first time you've said it. This, you know what? I'm done boasting about it until I get my stake. Okay. But I won the regular season, and currently I'm. I thought you up, were done uh, boasting about it. Yeah, I just was recapping though. <laughs> I'm actually currently up on the playoffs as well. Wow. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. So there's the more of boastage. Uh, that, yeah, but that, I didn't have an agreement on the playoffs, so it's different. Um, mm. So right now I'm at ten. I can't win the playoffs anymore. Ian's at eight. I can't win. Kyle is at nine. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I actually spent all of yesterday going, nice. I think I just went up because I'm sure Marshall picked the Bengals. <laughs> and I looked at today that you picked the Chiefs. What? Yeah. I totally misremembered. You did not pick the Chiefs. Yes, I did. I yes, must I did. Have, sure you, you must have switched. You must have switched because you had. I did not because you we had both Cincy. talked about how uh, Kyle and I had the same exact picks. And we made the joke that you could gain two and we could lose two. Maybe you're right. Maybe you're right. Maybe, Maybe you're I right. No, you're right. You're right. Because I'm thinking I'm right. of. I'm thinking of. We both picked the Bengals for, I know against right. the Bills. I just had so it yesterday after our game, Ian sends to, out the. You don't have to say you're. I know uh, I'm right. Ian, I was right. Uh, yesterday we send out our group chat, and Ian sends. We need your pick ASAP now. Give it to me. Do it. Do it. Do it. Do it again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I sent out the aggressive. Chiefs. I sent out the Chiefs as soon as I could because. Well, and I you're need- over here. I just want an immediate gut instinct. Who do you like for the Super Bowl? Tell me who you got. And then Marshall's yeah. like, "Yeah, Chiefs." I was, I was like, like, "Yeah, Chiefs." And then Kyle's Kyle like, "Turned into Tony Romo." Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, guys. <laughs> I don't know, Jim. It could be either. 
They're also, both good. I gotta think Kyle, about this. This is uh, when Kyle decides to give us a nuanced take. Is when we, I was when we asked for the immediate thoughts. I was infuriated because I was like, "Are you shitting me, man? Just give me one team. Just who do you like? That's all I wanted. Don't think. Just who did you like? You couldn't do that. I liked them both. But but you got a pick. That's that. Oh, I will. I I, I didn't actually. You picked for you, me. Yeah, so because you had fine. to pick. Fine. I guess I'm. I'm Let's hear forced. your pick for who you got in the Super Bowl. Then, I'm, Kyle. I'm told that uh, my pick is going to be the Eagles. You so have to. It makes go. it's go the birds. Only, it's go the birds. Only one that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it does. So Did there, you? they're going to clobber them, Chiefs. So you you like that, that right? pick, by the way? But I want. I want you to see. Love like, that pick. Yeah. I want to see if you actually okay. want that pick, or if you're just going to like say like, oh, well, I didn't win because like. They made me pick it. Like I don't want. I don't want to win that one. For for the record, it's because Marshall. Who is your pick? The Chiefs. Right. So right, by the way, only, the only reason way... I'm picking that. Can I just give my one reason? Yeah, that's fine. Brother's a Chiefs fan. It's as simple as that. Okay. I want my brother to be happy. Well, that's cool. I kind of want the Chiefs to win. I like the Chiefs. They're a cool team. Right. Would you really be like okay either way? Okay with the outcome. Yeah. Uh, like I talked about how like man of I'm the gonna four be okay teams, no matter what happens. Yeah, but if, I understand that. That's not my question. I didn't ask if your life is changing, whether the game wins. But <laughs> when I had all four of these teams, I would be okay with whatever matchup we were going to get of the four teams. I'm okay with however it was going to shake up. Right, right. All eight matchups, I was good with. Yeah. This is would, by would far. Would you be okay with that with the Eagles and Chiefs, Kyle? Yeah, yeah. That's cool. That's good. I would say this is by far probably the most exciting matchup that we were going to get mm-hmm. out of all of them. Like, the Niners could have got in there, but, yeah, I don't know, their defense might have been stifling, and it would have been a potentially low-scoring game. Plus, I don't know, watching Brock Purdy play in the Super Bowl just didn't really appeal to me mm-hmm. after a certain point. Mm-hmm. But watching Mahomes is always going to be fun. Yeah, I think watching Burrow would have been fun. Right. And... I think the way the Eagles have been playing, it would have been fun to watch them. Oh man, yeah. So, but I cool. think this is the best matchup we could have got. Yeah, by far. And I, I picked Kansas City Chiefs. I love the fact that Andy Reid is going up against his former team in the in the Super Bowl. I love that we have a Kelsey Bowl because I love both of those players. And I think Mahomes is probably the single most talented quarterback we have ever seen play this game. And you want to know what? I would love to watch this dude over the course of his career rifle off eight Super Bowl wins. Me too. And just be the undisputed GOAT. He's sick. Me too. Because right now, Brady is going to be the GOAT until someone gets eight Super Bowls, or at least seven to tie him. Right. And I think there has to be something said for the Tiger Woods effect. Right. People watched Sunday who never, ever watched golf because Tiger was... On the fifteenth green, up one. Yeah, mm-hmm. and I just like, think imagine that with the NFL, yeah. I'm, like Mahomes can like do that. Tiger Woods made golf relevant. He didn't only, he didn't just like make the sport relevant. He made the TV ratings relevant. He made the signing bonuses, the sponsorships relevant for an entire sport. And imagine if an already super popular sport like the NFL got turned up on steroids. Just like that with a player like Mahomes. Yeah. So I would love to watch him just keep just keep winning. Any last calls, guys? That's all I got. I'm good. There was <laughs> one thing that we uh, should have discussed, and it's my...
We want to thank you for listening to The Point After. We want to thank you for sending this to your friends. We want to thank you for writing in. Those of you that uh, wrote to us, even Mr. Anonymous. This is the part in the show where I get to tell you who the Anonymous was. So listen very carefully because the music is going to turn up really loud. His name is...